is freaking out this, this is Brock and Salk. Brock Ewart is my hero. Jay Buter just punched me in the kidney. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports. Oh, we're going to do you our manager. That really worked that way, Sherm. This is a show that has my name on it. It kind of does, though. Brought to you by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. Now, here are your hosts, Brock Ewart and Mike Salk. Hello! Yep, hello. A lot to react to from the Seahawks' first preseason game last night. And don't forget, Mariners going to get back to it tonight. Huge three-game homestand with Felix Hernandez, Hall of Fame weekend going on all three games. You got bobbleheads and giveaways. And tomorrow, tonight's fireworks. Tomorrow is oh. the, uh, what? What do you mean, uh? Oh, it's just amazing. Like, if you're going to, if the Mariners are going to be off. Yeah. Right and have an off day, which they needed, and I think for the humans and the families and those guys, what a great time to have an off day, just from a you know humanity level a of home, it. A, an off day at home too. Correct. I mean, off the charts. A lot of laundry getting done. But if you're if they're not going to play, man, the fact that the Seahawks filled that gap and then they're Perfect done for us. And now here you go, man. Here's all Felix celebration and a big series to yeah. keep it rolling. Should be really fun. Looking forward to uh, to the Mariners this weekend. In the meantime, we're getting ready for this Seahawks season, not just reacting to what we saw last night, but counting down our most intriguing players heading into this year. Number 11 is Ken Walker, Brock. Ooh. Your guy, mm. Ken Walker, the running back. Some questions about him, I think, this year. Specifically, can he stay healthy, right? Already having a bit of an issue with it in practice and in training camp where he's been dealing with a groin injury. Can he be healthy as the lead back for an entire season? History in the NFL says no, right? I mean, most lead backs end up getting hurt at some point. Last year, he ended up taking on that position after another injury, of course, to Rashad Penny. Can he do it starting from the jump? I think that's a big question mark for him. But the talent, not an issue. You know, Ken's a special football player. Man, he's had a great offseason. He's had a terrific, he's looked fantastic has been running routes with receivers and doing everything you could hopefully he's ready to be as versatile as, as we could imagine you know so that part of the game is going to be together and that's that's a big part of our football team so we know that we can fit that together doesn't mean we're going to run the ball the whole time that's not it at all you have to have that essence of in your in your team i think to have a championship makeup and so uh we put it together. John did a great job to you know to rebuild that spot, and, and you'll see. He's clearly got some special talent, Brock. I don't think that is in doubt at all. Can he be consistent in addition to being special? Mm-hmm. Can he pick up three yards when only two are available? Right? Can he pick up three yards when only three are available? Can he break that one tackle? Can he do those things to just take what's there and then on the occasion have the big home run hit that obviously he had last year as well? I think that's sort of the thing for him. And then the other question I guess I have and why I'm intrigued by him is something you've said a bunch of times that when you saw and went to Michigan State and saw him there, everything was built around him. His ability, his talent, what he did on the field, but also who he was and the kind of persona and personality that he had. Will he develop into that? I don't expect it last year as a rookie. I don't know if I even expect it this year as a second year player with guys like Quandre and Bobby and some of those other guys around. But can his personality, if it was that important at Michigan State, start to become something that is important or just as important in this building? Yeah, what John Schneider's always looking for in quarterbacks, they change the temperature of the room. When he walked in, everybody turns, and that's what it was for K-9 and 
in East Lansing. It was his team. I mean, it was not Mel Tucker. It was not a pretty good quarterback, some NFL receivers. It was like, where's Ken? Because he totally changed the dynamic of that program. I'll say what's intriguing to me, Salk, is the NFL running back union, right? It's like the old NFL quarterback club. (laughs) Try to do their own thing. The NFL running back union is trying to figure out how do we create more value for ourselves? And I think they look around the room and went, okay, so who actually got paid? Who, Who got paid once? Who got paid twice? Oh, Christian McCaffrey. And why did Christian McCaffrey get paid once and get paid twice? Because he's a runner. He's a jet sweeper. He's a slot receiver. He wears a multitude of hats. And that's what Ken went about the offseason attacking. I can run it. I'm a home run hitter. But now I got to catch it. Now I got to protect it. Now I got to run routes. Now I got to be a whole lot more of what Christian McCaffrey brings if I'm going to maximize my value in this league. Did that come at the cost this offseason of overtraining? Did that come at the cost of a groin popping, you know, the second day of practice? I don't think so. But I will say I'm a bit intrigued now. Because as you say about forearms, what do you like to say about forearms? Why are forearms so dangerous? Oh, because they lead to elbows. There you go. Oh, you're when right. I, oh, when I, don't I like hear, where you're going with this. When I hear groin now, Uh-oh. you know what I what that is often attached to? Mm-hmm. Sports hernia. Mm-hmm. Core issues. Mm-hmm. It was 20 years ago when I saw the, the hernia specialist in Philadelphia that's now become the James Andrews of shoulders and elbows. But, you know, those things, the psoas and the hip flexor and the groin all attaches. And, you know, they call it a core injury in baseball. But it's a, yeah, man, it's a sports hernia. So let's hope that's not the case. I think they've tried to settle this down for the last two weeks. But I would sure like to see him at least get through walkthroughs, individuals, start to ramp back up. So he's at 100p when the season begins. All right, so there you go. He is uh, number 11 on our list of most intriguing Seahawks. The running back, primary running back, uh, that's the way it's supposed to work out. And uh, he's uh, I had you giggling. not healthy right now. I had you giggling about my gore, my goring that yes. Charbonnet did. Yeah, I liked Charbonnet last night. I liked the way he ran. Trying to figure out who he reminds me of. I, I don't have a I don't have a great comp yet. Mm. I know you said Thomas Rawls. There's probably a little of that in there. But no, much taller. I'm just saying from a from a goring. He was Thomas like Rawls. Remember Thomas would stick his head in yeah. and shoulder down and just lift guys off the ground like I, a bowl. I, I can't. I I mean I'm I'll think about it some more. But I don't have a real comp for him. He's got yet. a unique style because he have a he's a little Eric Dickerson to him. Yeah, he's linear. He runs upright, but at contact, right. he gets his pads down. Is there some Eric Dickerson? There is. He's a little more fluid and like long. Mm-hmm. Terminator just kind right. of he's upright, but his legs are kind of like a cartoon. His legs and his knees kind of fire, but he's able upon contact, and this is important at this level to. Get pads down. This is an old school one, and maybe it's just because uh, there was a, a a Marshall comp earlier this week. But hmm. that got me thinking of the Bears. I know he played for Washington. Did he play for Washington and Chicago, Marshall? right? Yeah. So that made me. Th- Do you remember? Was it Neil Anderson? Oh yeah, the guy who replaced Walter Payton. Yeah, is there some of that? There, that's an old school. Yeah, it's a real. I mean, that's like from when I was a kid. But yeah. I don't know for some reason that that one sort he's of jumped big, out. To man, me. most of these backs when you watch them at the combine, they're like they're they're just carbon copies. Yeah, it's, he's five nine two zero five. He's five ten two zero five. He's five nine two ten. He's five nine two hundred. They're all the same. They're yeah. little muscle balls. And so then all of a sudden, when you're like six foot six one, somebody here says Chris Warren. 
Yes. Old Seahawks running back. Yep. Is that a, a good comp? Good, that's a pretty good comp, too, because yeah. Warren was the same way. Pretty linear, yep. but could get his pads down when he needed hmm. to. Yeah, that's some good comps. He's fun, man. I liked watching him last night. Catches the ball real well out of the backfield, too. Someone's saying Eddie George. I don't think he's big like Eddie George. He's not as big as Eddie George was. I don't think I could say that. I don't see Saquon Barkley. Arian Foster, a few people are saying. Well, not bad, either. Not yeah, bad. Like, yeah. A bunch of people recent. saying Matt Forte. I don't know about that. Roger Craig. I don't see that, necessarily. Mm-hmm. He's a little lankier, mm-hmm. uh, at least in my memory. So, hey, good stuff, fun conversation, fun game last night. We'll talk about it with G. Scott coming up in 20 minutes right after everything you need to know. We're going to get you ready for a huge weekend at T-Mobile next. I'm Brock and Salk. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Game of the year last night for the Seahawks, Brock. I know there's only been one, but it was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed it more than I would say most pre uh, preseason games that I can remember. I just, I thought they played really hard. I thought they played with a lot of energy. I thought they played fast, and um, that's the style. They played very aggressively. If that's the style, especially on defense, that we're going to get this year, I think we're going to like the way this Seahawks team looks. I don't know if that translates into wins. We'll find out what the talent looks like and what the quarterback plays like. And a lot of the starters obviously didn't play yesterday. But if they play with the same kind of relentless energy, it's going to be a pretty good season. Here's a first and goal from the three. And there's a hit at the line of scrimmage. And the running back that time, Abram Smith, wasn't going anywhere. A loss of one. And I believe it was your linebacker, Buddy Bush, who came in and drilled it. Yeah, it was Devin Bush on that play. But there were a bunch of them where they just kind of created a wall. The defensive line looked pretty good. The linebackers looked pretty good. The defensive ends and the outside linebackers, the edge guys, I thought were probably the best we've seen in forever. Michael Jackson was really good. I just like the way they played yesterday. Yeah. I wish his name was what Rabel said. Linebacker Buddy Bush. That'd be a pretty good name. He was obviously your linebacker. Buddy. I know he was talking to Wyman about his linebacker buddy, and I'm sure Wyman said, "I wish I was five ten like Devin. I could have played 15 years in the league and leveraged a little bit better." But linebacker buddy Bush was one of many flying around yesterday. And as you say that, I do think about what Burt Breer shared with us. And when Burt was saying, "Yeah, but nine different camps," and what jumped out to me is this felt like old school Seahawk competition. Like when, when I used to come back in the day, now they got fined for it. You can't do it anymore. They rewrote some CBA rules of what you could do in an offseason, and maybe <laughs> the poster child was what Pete had with, with Sherm and Doug and those guys going at it. But, man, when you compete on the practice field and you go at it and you're not able, right, there's a little governor always, nope, can't bring him to the ground, nope, you know, sorry, you cannot hit like that, nope, we protect one another. And then when that governor comes off, and you're allowed to fully unload on people. We saw a bunch of it last mm-hmm. night. Yeah, really, really cool. And uh, they came out of it mostly unscathed from an injury department. Uh, receiver K. Johnson carted off, immobilized. It turns out he's got a concussion. Seems like he should be okay. And that was about it in terms of injuries. How many times did I say to you, like, Whoa. can we hit somebody? Oh. When was the last time we saw, like, a violent stopping power? Well, I knew that the Seahawks must have hit because I didn't get 25 nervous Nelly texts from you over the course of the game. You stop it. Here's the second thing you need to know. Speaking of Brock and nervous Nelliness, the Mariners will be back out there on action tonight. They had a good off day yesterday. Houston lost, Toronto lost, so they gained half a game on each of them. So Brock, one and a half back in the wild card, dead even in the loss column with three games in hand, and only five and a half back of Tampa for the first wild card, five and a half back of Texas. 
for the division. It's a pretty good spot to be in, especially considering you didn't play yesterday. We'll see what happens with J.P. Crawford. We'll find out what's going on with his concussion today. Sam Haggerty didn't play last night, was held out of the uh, AAA game, so maybe he's an option if J.P. ends up missing a couple of days. Uh, good news on Brian Wu and his injury. You know, it's, it's not a particularly long-term concern. We feel like this is a, an opportunity for us to try to manage what was a little soreness coming out of his last bullpen and be a little proactive in trying to manage the, the, the inning load that he's carrying. And now just give him a couple of days down. He'll get into a throwing program hopefully here in the next few days and we'll know more about the, the timeliness of his return, but we don't anticipate it's going to be a, a long-range issue. Yeah, and it does sound like they may go to a six-man rotation for a little while if he returns and when he returns and assuming that uh, that Hancock continues to throw the way he did in his first start. How many back at Tampa for the number one wild card? Five and a half. Do you know what they were behind them when the Boobirds came out on June 30th before all of this turned the National Series and then that Friday night? Behind Tampa? Specifically? Yes. 15? It was something along those lines. It was. You don't know? I saw the number last night. As you were talking, I tried to scour for it. I've got so many people I follow on Twitter. Every time, I usually think it's Luke Arkins. It wasn't Luke. I apologize. Maybe it was Luke. Since that point, we know the record, right? It was They're like 24 and 10. The Mariners are since that point. Yeah. I want to say the Rays are 10 and 23. It's like a 10-game swing. And Mr. Passon said to us earlier in the week on Wednesday, one team I got a little watch on now is Tampa. Started this season gangbusters, and they have lost pitcher, and they lost pitcher, and they've lost a pitcher, Mm -hmm. and they've lost their margin. And all of a sudden, man, that team is tumbling as you are getting red hot. Well, they'll get back to it tonight. Really good team. Baltimore in town for three. Luis Castillo gets the ball in game one against Kyle Gibson for the beginning of the Big Felix weekend. Then we'll see Kirby and Miller over the course of the next two. Here's the third thing you need to know. Yeah, and kind of getting away from sports here for the third thing you need to know. But I think everyone has seen the awful news out of Lahaina and Maui in general with the fires and essentially the complete destruction of that town on the beautiful island of Maui. Uh, It's been awful, and I know uh, you've got dozens of people that have passed away. I think the number I saw today was 55. I mean, just really scary, awful videos and terrible destruction. So uh, we here at the station and through Bonneville are working pretty hard to uh, try to raise some money here. So you can go to MyNorthwest.com slash Maui Strong, and we've got a whole webpage set up there for you to donate. Or you can uh, text the word Maui if you can't remember the website. Just text Maui, M-A-U-I to uh, 866-979-3776. you get a bounce back with a link. And then, Brock, Monday we're going to do an auction. Uh, we've got a whole package that we're putting together. Like you, me, more and Justin. Just us. Just here, like the, the, here show. in the show. It's a okay. show auction. All right. uh, we're going to donate three nights stay at a condo just north of Kihei for some time next year. And uh, condo's got a ocean view, one bedroom ocean view. We've got two tickets, uh, round trip tickets on Alaska Airlines. Want to thank our mm. partners at Alaska for acting so quickly yesterday when we texted them about this. Like, yep, we're in. That was awesome. Gift card at a restaurant. Looking to throw into some golf uh, uh, at Kapalua as well. So it should be a really fun thing. And awesome. more than that, just an opportunity to give and help a, a group of people that really need it right now on Maui. Yeah, let's rally. We're on the Pacific Rim. A lot of attachment in this area. 
to the islands. I know you love it over there. My honeymoon was there on Wailea. I love Maui. Probably my favorite island of all of them. It's absolutely devastated to the ground devastation. And we got to build them all up. And uh, cool that Bonneville is leading that charge and that we're going to come along on Monday and do what we can. Uh, that's everything you need to know. And why I ever doubt Luke Arkins, I don't know. Because it was Luke Arkins who tweeted this 14 yeah. hours ago. I mean, come on, man. Rays hold the first wild card with a five-and-a-half game lead over those Mariners. But consider this, says Luke. Since being crushed on June 30th, the Mariners are 24-10. and 10. Dang, I had that number right. Uh, the Rays are 12-20. and 20. It was close. Uh, with Seattle gaining oh, 11 games on Tampa. They were down 16 and a half games when those boo birds were out. Sheesh. And you've cut 11 games off over the last 34. Amazing. 12 and 20. <whistles> Mariners didn't have any months like that. I mm-hmm. mean, like, say what you want about them. They haven't had a 12 and 20. That is mm-hmm. brutal. Mm-hmm. Really, really bad. All right, well, we'll see what direction that goes as they have just completely floundered. And, oh, by the way, they still have a lot more AL East games to play against teams that are all in it. And uh, some of them, anyway, are playing some pretty decent baseball right now. All right. Uh, G. Scott, speaking of auctions, what a perfect time to bring G. Scott in. Uh, he had eyes on his guy, Jackson Smith and Jigba, last night. When I asked him what he saw there, Seahawks in general, we got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about with G. It's coming up next. Brock and Salt, Seattle Sports on 710seattlesports.com. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. What's that music? Let's go. What's that music? I kind of recognize that. We haven't done this in a while. Man, you were out, I was out. This song played. This song played uh, at Seahawk practice. What? And I was like, man, did Brock and Salt put them up to this? (laughs) No. But did Justin? Maybe uh, DJ Super Sam's been listening. Yeah. Yeah. Is this this not a jam that you can keep it rolling more? Keep it rolling. Is this just not a jam that you're just head moves, right? Like, you're just head moves to this one. I mean, there's some that, you know, you kind of get the hips moving and everything else. But isn't this one, G, where you just almost need, like, the just the head? Man. <laughs> Brock, you know what, man? The older you get, the cooler you get. Think so? Yeah. yeah. Look, at that. look at me. Look at me hit that. It's like a, it's like running a route, right? There's some routes you got to sell with your hips. You can sell with your shoulders. And then there's some you just sell with that little head. I, real quick, Brock, how are you with your hips? Hips? Yeah. Mm. They don't lie. Uh, now, hips don't lie. Is that what you said? You, when <laughs> you, Brock, when you move your hip, yeah. do you bite your bottom lip? Probably, yeah. Like, you know yep. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it, Salt. That's it. Uh-huh. That's-, <laughs> That's it. Can't help it. You know, you know some they of y'all move, be They actually move in unison. Didn't you know that? They move in unison. Yeah. When the yeah. hips move, the lips get the lip gets. This is a perfect lead into receiver, Salt. So go, 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 go for it right here. Go ahead. How was your boy yesterday? Man, How was Jackson? Jackson. What would you think? He was incredible. So um, so after the game uh, downstairs, um, he comes out. And we're talking to him and stuff. Uh, Mata came to the game. And, and people me. should know, just for anybody who doesn't know why we're asking G specifically yeah. about Jackson Smith and Jigba, you may know that G's kid is a wide receiver, now a tight end at Ohio State. And came so, into school with Jackson. Right. Freshman team. They're roommates. Freshman. Yeah. They're roommates. So <laughs> G knows the kid pretty well. Yeah. So um, so after the game, he comes down. Um, and so his dad gives him a hug. And his dad's super excited to see him after the game. And so I'm like, man, so Jackson, what'd you think? He's like, that first play, <laughs> he's like, whew. Because he got game. the ball. Yeah, yeah. Play right, one. Yeah. He said, he said, 
the game was moving. It was fast. It was real fast at first play. He said, I ain't going to lie. I lined up right there. He's like, I kind of felt it in my stomach a little bit, right? He said, he said, but then, he said, man, but then after another series, it started. He said, man, the game started to slow down. He was like, oh, okay. He said, I wanted to play the whole half, but, you know, they weren't going to, you know, they didn't going to let that happen. He was like, I felt really good out there. I, I, I thought Jackson um, looked good. Let, let, make no mistake about it. I just want to let everybody know. Jackson has not dropped a ball the entire uh, preseason. Training camp, Training. all of it. Training camp. He has not dropped a ball. He has the most sure hands in the world. So we're not considering that a drop last night, obviously, right? We're just managed nah. to get one hand nah. on it? Nah. Uh-uh. Not that one over the middle. He you know, he, could he almost made one. a pretty amazing he play. He sure did. Right so here. he's not mm-hmm. dropped one ball. So that means in drills and team not and one. anything? Not one. Ask when the next time you guys talk to Pete? Zero ask, drops. Next time you talk to Pete, ask him about it. How unique is that? Hmm. That boy good. <laughs> is that unique? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I see other receivers drop balls. I mean, like does Tyler? Lo- I'm genuinely asking. Like Tyler, over the course of Tyler a, doesn't. Tyler doesn't drop balls. But will uh, he drop, drop none? I'm, I don't know. If that's Doug the case. drop none. Doug, Doug? I mean, D- DK is the one you're talking about. DK's no, had DK to work balls. I know his that. tail off. He has had to work before and after in the off hours, and he has had to work and work and work and work right. to develop this kind of just soft hands he's that Jackson has. He's not naturally gifted soft hands. He has other gifts, and he's uh-huh. that's not his strength necessarily. I got questions. What like, mm-hmm. I, I No, I just want to know. Like, and I'm asking. I'm legitimately yeah. asking. That's what tremendously guy, unique, yes. Is it? Yes, that's tremendously yeah, unique. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's very – what's cool is, is – I just want to just say this, man um, – the cool, I think the best part of yesterday, the best part for yesterday was selfishly was um, Jackson's dad uh, comes. He came to stay with me and come, he goes to the game and he's there and he's hyped up and couldn't wait. But yesterday before the game on the sidelines and him, though he had a moment. He had, he, Mata had a moment where he just saw his son out there for the first time and the dude got emotional oh. and so i just want to just say this uh and i want to share with he I, I told him i was going to tell people this today he's just like i never knew like i've been a cowboy fan his whole life right and he's been a cowboy fan of course watching cowboys but this is his first time like being connected to a team like this and he was like it's not just a team man he was like yo this city is dope. He was like the people, and he was like, he's like, man, I I don't know. I've never felt what it's like to just walk up on somebody, and there I'm seeing my last name on someone's jersey. <laughs> and he was like, man, my dad, if he was here right now, he would love this. Just to see Smith and Jigba right there, considering that his dad, they come from Africa. He came to the Midwest, and his dad did. His dad did right. He so took, Jackson's grandfather. Jackson's grandfather, and then not being here, and he was just like, "Man, this is just incredible." He was like, "The fans are just amazing," and I said, "So that was the moment." And so then after the game yesterday, I said, "Jackson." Man, you see your dad. He was like, I saw him. <laughs> 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 it's 
pretty cool, man. Did that happen, you, uh, Brock, when you and Damon made your you know, couple of, well, your few starts and all Damon's? Mm-hmm. Do your parents go and see that and take all that in in the NFL? Yeah, you know, it's a one bummer of my dad. And actually, when I was when I was back and I went out to Glacier and I saw one of my old teammates out there, my receiver buddy, John Crack, and, and it was neat. My John was like, hey, you know, to my kids, like, hey, what do you want to know about your dad? Right. You ask me something about your me. Right. He's asking my kids, like, what do you want to know about Brock from high school? What do you want to know about him? Right. And, uh, and they were firing some questions at him. And, and then John and I got to talking because our dads were both pretty influential guys. His dad was a teacher. And my kids never got to see my dad as Coach Heward. Right. Because when my dad was when Luke was done mm. at that point, he was like, and, and gosh, he wasn't that old. I think my dad was like f- young 50s. Mm. Right. And but you know what? He said, I want to go watch Damon. Damon's with the Dolphins. You just got drafted by the Seahawks. Luke at that time was going to the University of North Carolina after high school. So he shut it down coaching so he could go and see us in all cool. of our different environments and go play. And uh-huh. yeah, gee, I know exactly as you're sharing that. Yeah. Thinking about my dad, think about grandma and grandpa. Ardell and Ludell from Prosser, Washington. Yes, I think they were made to be. Ardell and Ludell, little 5'8 farmer. Like, you know, for him to imagine one day yeah. that his grandkids are going to be playing professional football. He'd it was, have been shocked he had a grandkid who was 6'5". That's exactly right. Yeah. All of that, thanks to uh, that Dutch blood from my mother. Okay, so that's a lot of Jackson. Give me a little bit of this other character. Give me this other cat that just mm. time and again through the off season, mm. Bobo. Bobo, mm. Bobo, mm, preach now. Well, let, let's let's talk about this first. Let's let's uh, address the elephant in the room. My man runs a four point nine uh, forty. Okay, and so I know that there are a lot of uh, armchair quarterbacks, and we say, "Oh, what, what did he run the forty in? Oh, he ran a four eight. Mm, he's not good." Mm. Your forty times is something that is literally never talked about when you get to the next level. Nobody cares what your forty time is. What they do care is is can you get open and can you catch the ball. And let me tell you what Bobo's good at. Bobo, as you can tell, and, and maybe Brock, you probably can answer this better than me, pre-snap, right? His mind, where his head's at, and what he's seeing pre-snap, the way he's his ability to uh, find soft spots in zones, right? In At training camp, if you've been there at training camp, Bobo get open, bro. Mm-hmm. Bobo get gets open. The dude has a knack for the ball. Now, I think... Uh, has a little bit to do, do with where he's from, where he first went to school. You Bel- guys Belmont Hill? Yeah. That's where he's out there. It's high school. Yeah, and then he went to Duke. Well, we started in Belmont Hill. That's, you know, my biggest rival. <laughs> you know, he's an ISL guy. All the all the fun you guys make of me and the little tease that we had after our football games. No, he's games. a smart dude. Well, I mean, he's smart for a Belmont Hill kid. Let's not get carried away. Yeah, but he's a... Let's, sm- not, let's not get carried away. Yeah, he's, a sm- he's, he's smart for a guy who went to Belmont Hill. Okay, well... You can get into all that. I wasn't going to get into Bell My Hill, bro, but it sounds like this is personal for you. I mean, a little bit, yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. You okay? No, I'm just saying, like, first of all, it's rare that anybody from the ISL, the Independent School League, makes its way into the NFL, so we're kind of excited to see Jake there. Okay. It's a shame that he had to have gone to Belmont Hill, and, you know, these things happen. So is there is there is that part of the reason that you're never gonna buy in a hundred percent on Bobo? Dude, I'm all in. He's awesome. <laughs> okay, and, but it hurts me. Believe me, I, I yep. got a chance to talk to him last no. week, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Hey, you went to Beaumont Hill?" He's like, "Yeah." Like, how do you, why do you know? I was like, oh, "I went to BB," and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry to hear that." So we kind of, <laughs> oh. yeah, we formed a nice yeah. uh, immediate yeah. bond over so. over some of that. But he, um, 
Dude, he gets open. He gets open. How about the play he made on special teams last night? I know they ended up calling it back, but it wasn't because of him. Nope. His feet were absolutely did yeah. not get into the end zone. It was the next yep. guy who yep. just got his uh, little toe over. But the play he made at the goal line was spectacular. Mm-hmm. It was nice. It was beautiful. I, I love. He's gonna make the team, right? I mean, I don't know. He's better than Tad McAvoy. Is he better than D. Eskridge? Listen, that don't sound good on radio. Is he better than D. Eskridge? Am I allowed to uh, skip this question? No. I mean, people don't want to hear my opinion. Yeah, I do. I want to hear your opinion. Is he better than D. Eskridge? Would I take him over D. Eskridge? Yeah. Yesterday. Same. Right now. Of course. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't want to hear that? Doesn't anybody want to hear that? I I, I might get, I don't know if somebody's going to get mad at me for saying that. Like, gee, you can't get on Brock and Salk and say things like that. (laughs) Why not? Yeah, I'll take Bobo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give me, give me Bobo right now. Why? But G Eskridge, G Eskridge runs at four three. Oh, you, you know what I'm saying? He's, and Bobo runs at four nine. It's like John Ross. Like John Ross is gonna be a good wide receiver because he runs so fast. How's John Ross doing these days? He retired as well as D Eskridge. He's, he's got bad knees. He had to retire. Easy on John Ross. Easy on John Ross. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, now here's what you got to be a little careful, okay? For, okay. Because for 14 years, mm. we've seen preseason wide receiver wonders. We have. All around the league, you see these guys, mm. and that is a one position where you can flash. Yeah. I mean, really flash. Yeah. Cason Williams had some amazing, amazing Incredible. preseasons. Unbelievable. Yeah, they cut him. And they yes. Him. Yeah, so that, that's that's the one we got to guard just a little bit. Yeah. But I'll tell you, the door is opening. Derek Young, sports hernia. Eskridge suspended six weeks. Injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kay Johnson, you know, bless his heart, carted off the field with a concussion. Oof. neck. Like that door, Mr. Bobo, you're kind of kicking it down with your play. Yeah. And now the opportunity, G, is opening up as well. Now, did you guys did you guys talk about this? I, and I don't want to bring this to the airwaves because I know my man Drew Locke was uh, doing his thing. Mm-hmm. I'll ask you, quarterback. Mm-hmm. How did you lock look to you last night? Because yeah, I, yep. I ain't feel too good about it. Yeah, him. he's ceiling and floor Brock guy. G, he's, Brock he's, loved him. G, he's ceiling and floor guy. He shows you flashes of his ceiling, like his touchdown throw, uh-huh. that not a lot of dudes make in this league. Mm-hmm. Right? The kid on the other side, he ain't making that throw. Mullins, I, Kirk Cousins, I don't know if he's got that arm strength to fit that throw. Mm-hmm. That touchdown pass was like, that's the ceiling. That's why he was through 44 touchdowns. SEC record his senior year in Missouri. Like that, that kind of arm strength. That's 98 paint in the black. Like that, that is legit. That's the ceiling. Okay. The floor, mm-hmm. <laughs> don't throw it late over the middle and put Jackson in harm's way and the ball. Don't do that. Okay. Don't, don't, don't throw that ball late and for an interception. I know it was tipped, but don't do that. Right? I mean, the floor is ball don't security. Don't the ball within five yards of your own goal line. That's right. The, the floor. End of the half. I mean, the floor is ball security that hurts Pete Carroll's to his core. So the ceiling is really high. The floor is really low. I would say, G, the 17 completions, there were a lot of good ones. Getting the ball out, taking hits, getting to the checkdowns, throwing on time, touchdown pass to Bobo. A lot of, a lot of QBs will wait, and they'll try to put air on that ball, and they'll sail out of bounds. No, dude's got beat. He just toasted that DB. I, I feel bad for the humiliation that DB in Minnesota is going to feel when he watches that tape in his DB room. Mm. And what did Drew do? Put it right on him. Don't mess around. Put that ball right on him. Give him the touchdown. Shout so out, shout out, shout out to Esop for catching that thing, though. Aesop the first Wilson, one, yeah, yes, yeah, the first one. Yeah. Hey, yes. shout, hey, all you Coog fans out there, come on, give your Coog some love now. That's a former Coog. Give him some love. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Got to give love to Esop right there. I, I love that young man. He's <laughs> good dude. Yep. Um, 
What did you, did you I, I can't hear. Hold on a second. Though. I get the sense. Night? I was there. Oh, that's hold on. Let I was me hoping G- you got a chance to listen to Mike B last night. Oh, no, I didn't. All right, never mind. Before that, hold on. You can play some Mike B for him, but before you do, G, right. I get the sense, and, and, and just be honest, mm. I get the sense that his teammates like Drew Locke. I, I get the sense that those guys, it, it's not, a, and sometimes it's hard in QB competitions, and, 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 and it's hard to be the backup. And Gino took every snap, played unbelievable, and mm-hmm. sometimes those guys just kind of go in the background. And the, I don't know, man. I get the sense that those guys genuinely like to play with Drew, and I know they that do. the coach enjoys his talent and would love to see him protect the ball just a little bit better. They do. So. The, uh, all the quarterbacks are bought into what's going on with CR culture right now. So, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. They all do love Drew Locke, and Drew Locke loves them. And uh, I think Drew Locke's going to be fine. I'm just talking about – I just wanted to get the expert uh, opinion yep. of yours on a quarterback. My, my opinion was like yours. Oh, okay. And I'm not an expert. I'm just an aficionado. Ne- neither am I. Totally different. Ne- not ne- an expert. Yep. More of an aficionado. Upstate. But the really hard thing is there's confirmation bias. Yeah, there just there is. There just now, is. But, I but, totally but, admit it. But can I, I want to bring up – I am biased. Let's, let's bring up the problem that I think that the Seahawks have right now. Okay. And it is a good problem. Oh. This secondary mm. is really, really good. All right. Reek has been sitting out. You guys know what's going on with uh, Devin Witherspoon and in, in, in the hammy and all that. And, of course, uh, who's another? Uh, Trey Jamie Brown. Uh, J- uh, Jamal, Jamal. Jamal Adams is kind of out. But Mike Jackson is real, y'all. And I'm talking real. Folks I've been talking to, they say this dude is going to be a big time. Like, this is the guy that probably we want to keep. The Seahawks want to keep this guy here for a while. Uh, Julian Love, can't believe New York let this dude get up out of here. This Seahawks secondary is really good, and here's the problem. What's it going to look like when everybody gets healthy? All right, so, somebody, so, somebody's not relinquishing their spot. Right, right. all right. So you have a, an excess of wealth at the cornerback position in particular, but throughout the secondary in general. Okay. You are probably missing one more defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, no. They, uh, the D-line is the question. Yeah, all right. So, And yeah. they played pretty well. Yeah, so this isn't a shot at how they played. No. And, and I'm not telling you they're ever going to be like the, the, the heart and soul of this team right now, but they could probably use one more. They can. If you have an opportunity mm-hmm. to trade a member of the secondary mm-hmm. for a defensive lineman who could help you in the middle. Yes, Obviously, you're going to say, yes, you want to do that. Yes. Who are you trading? Oh. <laughs> who are you trading? Oh, man. Brock, who are you trading? I don't, I don't like I – I feel very uncomfortable with that question. <laughs> I, not, no, I, I really do. And I, and I feel uncomfortable. It's a hard question. It's a hard question. And because, by the way, saying you want to trade somebody doesn't mean that you think they're bad. No, it just means you think you might be able to get the most value for them. I mean, like, there's a lot of ways to look at that. I'm scared. And there's only so many answers. You're not trading Tariq Woolen, and you're not trading Devin Witherspoon. Those ones are probably non-starters. Sure. So what not are you probably. Do? They're not even on the table. All right. They're so non-starters. They're yes. I, here, here, it's basically, here, do you want to trade so, Mike Jackson so, or Trey Brown? No. 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 What do you mean no? No. Mike Jackson and Trey Brown? Absolutely not. Kobe, Kobe them Bryant? Dudes, them dudes are do- You want to trade Kobe Bryant? Of all of all of the guys in the secondary, and I, if there's anybody in, in Kobe Bryant's camp and his people, this is no disrespect. Um, no, I still ain't trading him either. I, but so I would, now you don't want a defensive lineman? I do. Somebody it doesn't seem like it. It because seems I'm like you're scared, unwilling man. to give something I'm not, up. I'm just, I'm just in a peaceful well, you got, mood. I'm you not. Tra- give I'm, something up. I don't know how to do this anymore. I don't know how to come on this station and say it with my chest, Brock. <laughs> this, 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 you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. y'all, y'all gotta understand. It's hard. Trey I get it. Brown and Mike Jackson be in practice 
locking folks up. They be locking these wide receivers up, except Jackson. But uh, outside of that, they be doing their thing. Kobe Bryant is really good. And I want to give a shout-out to um, a player, an uh, ex-player that is inside of that DB room that is really instrumental in a lot of good things happening with these DBs. He probably doesn't get the headlines. Deshaun Shedd. Someone who was undrafted out of Portland State came here. You guys know who he is. A absolute workhorse, talented. He is a dog, and one of the reasons that I believe that there's going to be a lot of success in that DB room. Uh, who you trading, Brock? I'm scared. Who you trading, Justin? Did you see my text? Did you just get my text? Just got it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give Justin just a second, and, and oh. I know, where, and oh. I know where, you, and I know where you're coming from, G. It's really difficult, and oh. then you gotta, then you gotta walk around that building, and then you gotta <laughs> go out there <laughs> you know, on the practice field. <laughs> I mean, part of the thing is you don't know what you can get back for each of them. Well, who would have the most value. Let I mean, me know like, when you have it, Justin. Let me know when you have it, because there's really only, there's there's kind of just one. Somebody answer. just text, one answer. Somebody yeah. just texts in and said, G, come up with a relationship analogy. Here, okay, <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm glad you did that. Here's okay, think about think about it for a second, because I'm gonna give you my answer. Think about your relationship. Yeah. Think okay. about What's it. your answer, Brock? What's your okay, answer? go fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This this is unfortunately who you have to trade. Oh, G doesn't like this. I mean, G disagrees. He might do the moonwalk. I, I mean, do you want do you want a seventh round compensatory pick, or do you want somebody that can play? No. No. Do, do you want a D lineman that can play? This Pete's singing now. Uh huh. Yeah, 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 after midnight, how come, you're, how come you're biting your lip when you sing this? <laughs> I hope people are watching CLSports.com. Uh, okay. Trey, Trey Brown, mid round pick. Mike Jackson a little bit. brings you back the most, right? Yes, Trey Brown been banged up a little bit, a little bit undersized. No. You want Trey Brown. You love Trey Brown. He's scrappy, and he can be your third or fourth corner. But if you're going to get a defensive tackle mm-hmm. or an interior defensive lineman, G, mm-hmm. that, that can shed blocks and be different because they're hard to find, let's you got to give up value. Let's just say I was back in my days when I had a couple, right. a, a few ladies, right? It is a few ladies. And right now, this is who you're trying to trade away. You're trying to trade away yeah, the but lady a difference. that has the career. Totally different. She got the good credit. Bad, she got the crib. Bad analogy. Yeah, she can cook. I'm bad not, analogy. That is Mike Jackson. Bad analogy. <laughs> okay, what you got? Because when you trade away the lady, I don't even know what that means, and <laughs> okay. I feel horrible saying it. And quite frankly, I'd like to take those words uh-huh. back. Uh-huh. You don't get anything back. The reason Brock's saying Mike Jackson isn't because he wants to get rid of him. It's because of what you can get back for trading him. Is You're absolutely right. Instead you of a conditional the whole season, seventh, played at a high level, you got every metric last starter. year. Yes. Well, I think I yep. kind of understand some of that. Mike, uh, Mike, hey. Not Mike Jackson. No? No. Well, I can't, like, I can't like, if, if How about Tariq Woolen? <laughs> you ever see the movie La Bamba? You ever see La Bamba yeah, back in yeah, the day? Yeah, you good. know who you're like? Not my Ricky. You're not my Ricky. <laughs> trade, the, trade the other brother. Trade the drug addict. Not my Ricky. Not my Ricky. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was pretty good, hey, bro. Uh, G, up, bro? need uh, some professional advice from you uh, as uh, one of the great auctioneers in the world. Oh, well, thank you. One of the best. Appreciate it. I mean, not John Curley great, but really, really, really good. Oh. I'm just kidding. G does great. You gave me grief about that for a while, so I had to uh, I had to bring it I back. I mean, yeah, it I now, then I got a chance to see G do an auction. Uh-huh. Legit, 
really seriously legit. You did KJ's auction. It was awesome. It was the first time I've seen you do it. Uh, it was really cool. Anyway, What's up? I need some of your professional advice. Okay. We're going to do an auction here in the show on Monday to benefit the uh, people in Hawaii and what's been going on in Maui and Lahaina specifically. And uh, we have a pretty cool package that we put together. Sure. We've got a three-night stay at condo just north of Kihei, Ocean View, one bedroom. Mm-hmm. We've got two round-trip tickets, thanks to our partners and friends at Alaska Airlines. Really cool of them to donate and be a part of this. Mm-hmm. We've got a $250 gift card at a local restaurant there. Right. And it sounds like we're going to have a couple rounds of golf, but I, we can't confirm it because they're sort of in flux, as you might imagine, on the island right now. This and, Brock, just moments ago, mm. I was able to confirm a couple of rounds of golf that we can throw in at Chambers Bay. Ooh, oh, hello. A couple of free rounds of golf here locally oh, hello. In univer- at University That sounds like a good auction wow. item, Gene. At Chambers <laughs> Bay. So while you're waiting well, to go to Maui next year, well, you can play some golf me, at Chambers let Bay. Let me just say this. You asked me, does it sound like a good uh, auction item? Um, a trip to Chelan and rounds of golf, okay. right? Those those kind of trips are going to go. And how long is the stay? Three nights. And you three can nights. certainly add on, and, but three and, nights. And plane ride. And round airfare trip. to Maui. To round go, trip. To go to Lake Chelan, y'all. You feel me? To yeah. go get the condos. Or yeah, what is that? What, without That's the, like $25,000, $3,000. Easy. Okay. Easy. Not, not even, something so what like is this? this? This is easy about, this is five plus grand, mm-hmm. 7,000, mm-hmm. right? Depends on what auction I'm at. Now, I got a three, I got a three, I got a three, do I got a four, do I got a four, do I got a four, I got a four, I got a four, do I got a five, do I got a five, do I got a, I got a five, I got a, I got a five in the back from the 509. I got a five, I got a five, I got a five, do I got a seven, 7,500? Can I get a 7,500? Come on, 206. Come on, 206. I got a, I got a five in the 509. Come on, 206. Give me a 7,500. His energy's great. It's pretty good. His energy, his energy's really good. So here's what I think you guys should do. because you got that Montana shirt. I think I think the value of something like this is seventy five hundred bucks, right? Okay. So there's a seventy five hundred. So we're going to get this auction item started, we, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to start this item off. Uh, it says value of seventy five hundred dollars. However, we always like for everybody to jump in the pool, right? Because right. when I was growing up, I didn't get in the deep end because I couldn't swim. We want everybody to be able to swim. So we're going to start it off at one thousand dollars, and you go increments of five hundred. You started at a thousand, yeah, because you get the energy. So that's what we should do. We start, should do that. Start off at one thousand, wow. and then you get the increments of five hundred, fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred, man. Wow. 2,000, 2,000, All right. Okay. Well, that's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to do Thank this you. on Monday. It's a pretty cool package and looking forward to uh, auctioning it off starting on Monday. G, thank you. You can go check out G and Ursula. Who's in there? Is that Angela? I that's Angela Poe Russell. Angela Poe Russell yeah. is great. Uh, she is in for uh, Ursula today. You can go I, listen to them starting love, at like I just want to tell 5 y'all, past 9. Rock and Sock listeners, past nine. y'all like the best in the world, man, because I, I just love coming on here with y'all. Pretty cool. All right. See y'all. G, thank you, and uh, absolutely go listen to G and Ursula over on our sister station, 97.3 Cairo News Radio. We'll be right back. It's Brock and Sock, Sales Sports on 710.